This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes! It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo! Another edition of the Ios Podcast. I started to go a little loud there, and then I remembered that I yeah. was sleeping, and I also, you know, we haven't done a pod since some really horrible things have happened with the Phillies, you know? But hey, Jack, two or three, right, buddy? Two of three, you know? Two three. I will say... I will say that no one has better timing on when to do a podcast than than you and I. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, the analytics hold true. They hold strong. You know, I mean, they do. They do. It's um, it's good. Listen, Um, (laughs) everything's fine. Everything's good. Last Thursday night did not happen. So that's oh, we're we're going with that. We're just going to see what I was going to say, because I knew you were going to do this. And and that's like, you know, high ups tradition and all that. And I respect it and I love it. But, you know, I think that sometimes there are things that are so horrible (laughs) and, and so devastatingly horrendous. That we just we can't even do the bit, you know. We have, I know we no. have I, to listen. I, we have to we, let them see the light of day that they deserve because they are that horrible, and everyone has to know our pain, Jack. Yeah. So here's the thing: is that I am. Here's my official statement. <laughs> I can't wait for this because <laughs> you know the best part about the the one of the few enjoyable parts of the meltdown. Whip for me, which is not many, is just constantly checking on Jack throughout and Jack telling me all the people that are constantly <laughs> checking on him throughout. Like it's it's uh it was you know, it was a wild ride just for Jack, I'm sure. I will say the brand was pretty strong. Yeah. I mean everyone was, was checking in to make sure I was doing okay, <laughs> which I guess is a good sign that Yeah, that, that, that yeah. You, you have thoroughly shown people that your well-being is tied to this baseball team. So I think that's the, the big takeaway here. Very proud. I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure Jill's Jill, Jill's just yeah, thrilled with yeah, that out. Yeah, yeah, it's great. So um I I, I can't I, for as much as I would I, I literally I can't get last Thursday out of my head. Um Well that was know, a problem I, with the nine nothing game, right? You know, because why did you just talk? Because like I because I, I took a sip of something and I got excited to say something. <laughs> like I've never, I couldn't tell if your mic was messed up, but all of a sudden you're like, and I love it about the water. I still had, I still had, ironically enough, <laughs> seltzer in my throat still. Oh come yeah, on, I'm you don't dr- drink seltzer. Of course, do you? I'm drinking a vintage lemon seltzer right now. I love the vintage. Is it Schweppes or is no, it what brand no, is it? It's vintage. It's vintage. It's like the. 
the cheapo brand, but it's it's the best. Uh, it's the best. I thought, it's the well, most well hopefully, hopefully they don't hopefully they don't sponsor the podcast. I mean, the the fact that you would just you know lay that out. Well, I love it. It's the one I choose to drink. I would I would absolutely recommend. It. Hey, vintage, come on in. You know, I I'll I'll sell your stuff. I'll I'll change the image. You needed it, you know. But it, it's right. Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, that anyway. What I was saying before I went full. Um, I don't know Muppet or whatever was uh, was that's like the nine nothing game. That whole game is they take the lead and you know they're up six nothing and then it's seven nothing and then it's nine nothing. Like that whole time, I I didn't feel safe going to bed because of the seven one game and and like I felt it, Jack. And it's hard not to. And that that night was just brutal. Uh, I did not handle it well. Um, you know I. It's been a long time, I will say, that since I have full on like yelled at the TV and like hit under a blanket. But that's <laughs> that's where I was. And to make matters worse, James, is that um, you know Thursday night happened, and I obviously didn't want to talk to anyone. Did not want to, uh, you know, do a podcast or do a reaction video because like, like. <laughs> I genuinely like you and I like we genuinely care about the Phillies and like we just that was one of those nights where it's like I can't even talk about it. I, I don't even want to talk about him. I don't even want to think about him. It legit took me two days to get over that game. Like I, I swear to God, like I, I, I didn't want to even think about him on Friday. And then to make matters worse is that I went to a wedding on, on Friday night. And of course, like it's all my my college buddies like, <laughs> oh how about that game and yada 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 but but the worst part was that one of my best friends um was in the wedding party and i was not i was sitting in the in the uh the stands i guess that stands is not the right term no but no it's not <laughs> i was sitting in the uh during the chairs the, the chairs or the pews or whatever yeah i was it was not a church i was sitting i was sitting in the crowd okay whatever. chairs and yes chairs, <laughs> chairs is probably the most appropriate word yeah. and my buddy comes walking out and he's about to walk down like the aisle to finish the like the the groomsmen coming out for the wedding and he just kind of shoots me a look and smiles and he's a Mets fan and like uh, I just I really wanted to leave yeah no I really I wanted to go home so that immediately ruined my night and I wasn't able to bounce back but um it happened thank god the next two nights were rained out so we didn't have to sit through it uh, yes. <laughs> buddy I I honestly I I don't know if I would have watched I would like I would have had to but I don't know if I I could have I was screw that. I was so upset. I was like, I can't watch. And and the two days were so needed. They were so needed. Yeah, they were. Oh, they now were I caught you. This needed. is the part of us getting caught drinking while we're talking. Yeah, you got caught. You caught me. Well, first off, I'm not used to you not talking. So the <laughs> fact that you just talked. Well, I was just complimenting what you were saying. You I thought you had it, more to say. You know, like, you, you know. kept it within ten seconds. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. But so yeah, Friday, Saturday getting rained out was like delightful. Honestly, yeah. it was like the biggest weight had been lifted off my shoulders and hey james the last time a phil's game was delayed by two days what happened oh look at you buddy <laughs> look at how it's only you only you could turn the 
worst, you know, I mean, obviously, like, I guess regular season loss, whatever you want to call it, like the worst ninth inning blown game, whatever you want to call it, in 25 years or whatever it is, or 28 years in Philly's history. I think it was 25 years in Philly's history. Only you could take that and find a way to connect it to the World Series. Only you. You are literally the only human being alive. Not only the only human being who could, who has the ability to do it, you're also the only human being who would ever consider to do it. So this is really kind of a unique moment on the VOD. Yeah. Um, dude, <laughs> they, they literally hadn't done what they had done on last Thursday since I was two months old. Oh, no. Like, like it's been 28 years since they pulled what they had pulled. I was two months old. And I will say, when I was two months old, witnessing that Phillies collapse, I was probably thinking about this podcast and what I (laughs) would say 28 years later. So, um yeah, and I was in, I was in college, right? So I was definitely thinking about it. Yeah. Oh no, I, was, I thought it was at least your 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 senior year, maybe. <laughs> it, you know, it was at least your ten year reunion. But um, yeah, no, it, it was brutal. And the fact that we're doing it, the fact that we're doing this podcast almost a week later, and we still aren't really over it, really says how painful. Like that definitely trumps nineteen to eleven. And I do think I do think it is. Uh, a bit annoying that the Phillies had to have the worst meltdown they've had in most of our lives. Literally two days after we did the podcast of their worst losses. Yeah. Off of well, them getting, I off of them getting no hit last Friday night. I, I, like that was the basis of it. I didn't want to, I didn't want to say it, but you know, some people are saying that it's your fault. Like I didn't want to, I, I didn't want to say it, but since you brought it up, you know, I don't know. I've heard some rumblings. Some people are blaming it on you. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, and 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 I get that. I I guess I just I I guess I just don't understand. There there's I got two big questions for the man upstairs, right? Um, is that Joe like, Girardi? Is that Dombrowski? Or no, oh, this no, is, no. This is I for get, the yeah. big man. Gotcha, the big man gotcha, upstairs. Gotcha, gotcha. gotcha yeah, gotcha. we're we're taking this to a holistic gotcha, level. Gotcha, now. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> my big my big two questions are. Like, one, what did we as Phillies fans do to deserve this, right? Like, like 11 years, no, no playoffs, a loss like that. What, did, why, what were we – what's so bad about Phillies fans? Like, I think we're, we're, for the most part, generally calm. We're passionate. We show up when the team's good. We don't when the team's not. Um, I, there's been worse fan bases. There's been, you know – I don't get what we did to deserve the last 11 years of pain. And my, my, my second big question to the, to the big man upstairs is like, why did I have to become a mush? You know, like I, <laughs> I, I what, why me? I, I, I played baseball. I watched a ton of baseball. I researched a ton of baseball. I genuinely believe I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Like, why me? Uh, why do so I good. have to be the mush? Why do I have to be the guy that's that could be a sole reason as to why this team has been held back <laughs> for so long? You know, I mean, we started this podcast in 2017, and they haven't won anything since, and they haven't even been close to like the the, the highlights of the last four years are an Altair Grand Slam off of Kershaw, um, Pavetta's complete game against the Reds. 
uh, <laughs> Bryce Har- Harper's Harper, walk off against yeah, the Cubs. Yeah, Harper's Grand Slam. I guess we'll work Bryce in. Luke, like, Luke Williams home run. I'll fight for that one. That's how sad, yeah. that's how sad it is that I'll yeah. fight that that's on it's the list. Like, you know, <laughs> that, one, that, was, that was beautiful, man. I know. You get very weepy eyes thinking about the Luke Williams walk-off. That's what sports are about, Jack. That was... That was a beautiful story with his with his family in the stands and the interview after. And I know you, you're you're getting you're getting wistful thinking it, about it right I'm, now. This is what happens when you get old, Jack. You know. Well, because you think that you know, like one day that could be Zoe. You know, that, <laughs> yeah, no, like, I do Zoe not. Could have I a still, trust me, I do not. I, she is. It's pretty funny that she is obsessed with winning. Like she loves. Winning. She's a winner. Yeah, she loves to like. She loves racing. She's like. Loves to be the first to the door. Like, she loves to be the first downstairs. Like, she's like a maniac about winning. So, we'll see where that goes. Well, where did she get that from? Not from you. <laughs> I like to win. Winning's good. I know. Well, just hearing her, just hearing you explain how she needs to be the first downstairs, needs to do this, needs to yeah. whatever. I was like, oh, she's definitely selfish. Yeah, she's she's uh she's pretty uh she's pretty intense, which, you know, she definitely doesn't get from yeah. Emily. <laughs> she doesn't get that from Emily. So yeah. I just can't wait I can't wait for the first time that Zoe uh Jordan fist pumps or like <laughs> or or like uh Jeter like sadly, Derek Jeter. Yeah, the Jeter fist bump yeah, from Zoe. Well it's she's be lefty remarkable. too, which is like like infinitely cooler. I mean, I can't wait to see her, you know, throwing stuff left-handed, batting left-handed, doing whatever left-handed, kicking a soccer ball left left-footed. Like it's going to be great. Like it really is. As someone who is right-handed, it is it was such a thrill. Honestly, it's one of the coolest things that like I just I didn't see coming cuz I'm righty, Emily's right. I just never really thought about it. Like obviously, you just don't think about it. And she's been a stone cold lefty her whole life, and it's it's awesome. I love it, man. Man, your forties sound wild. Like <laughs> I, know, I know, absolutely I know, wild. I know, How does it? Real quick, a quick diversion. Oh that yeah, one. that's what we do here. Yeah, quick diversions. <laughs> How does it make you feel that known loser Ben Simmons is also a lefty? But, yeah, well, I mean, I, is he though? I mean, who knows what he is? He's a coward. Zoe's not a coward. Zoe, Zoe would Zoe would go out and play. Well, I mean, the way you're explaining Zoe, it sounds like she's a winner, yeah. which is uh, big which time is winner. Good to hear. Big time winner. Yeah, love big, that. She's got big time Fritz energy. You know what I'm saying? I agree, man. I mean, I might be a massive loser in most circumstances, but on most cases, I feel like I'm a winner. Yeah. You're a mush, though. That is, it is weird. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I mean, you like, you pretty much single-handedly ruined Kyle Schwarber's career. Not his money; he that. got paid, but like, you ruined him as a baseball player somehow too. People don't give you enough credit. They're crediting you for the 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 you know all-time bad loss, the seven runs and the ninth loss, but they should be giving you more credit for for ruining Schwarber somehow. Not even Kevin Long had the power to to stop you from ruining Schwarber. You thought my powers were only, <laughs> only uh, for use on on Nick Pavetta, but turns out it, it affects the whole roster. You know, so if Schwarber's, <laughs> like if, if Schwarber can, if, frankly, if Schwarber can overcome this, he can he can pretty much overcome anything. And maybe if they take him out of the leadoff spot, he can get back to where we need him to get back to. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's back to baseball. That was that was a diversion, but um, so. Let's move on. I think the fact that we, it would, like you said, it was a week ago and we spent the first 15 minutes of this podcast talking about the, the disaster loss, like very on brand and also 
um, shows how much it, it crushed us. I want to get to some like specific players, but just quickly, your thoughts on, you know, since the disaster loss and let's say the two rain delay day set, you know, uh, reset type of thing. Um, what have you thought about how they've responded as a team? Obviously, you know, they win the series in Seattle. They split the doubleheader. How you, I, like, I know you're definitely probably more positive than most because, you know, you always are. But how do you feel right now? How do you, let me ask you something before I answer that. <laughs> okay, good. I like that. How do you think I feel right now? I think you feel like everything's fine. <laughs> Listen, nobody's better at calming the entire fan base down <laughs> than me. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing is that I know they lost on Thursday night. But they did play good baseball <laughs> oh, up no, until the Joe nine. Girardi, stop. I know. I know. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. Listen, I will. I will if we don't, we don't on this podcast. Oh, don't make I me could, do that. I can tell. You already had Don't that make there. me do that. Yeah. No. Um, no. Honestly, James, like, I am I am frustrated like everyone else. Um, you know, I don't think anyone loves the Phillies as much as we and, and our listeners love the Phillies. Like, it's it's – Frankly, what we do, what we love, and and what we care about the most, and yeah, I, I I've definitely been frustrated with this season. Um, I think the thing that actually frustrates me the most is like when you see an offensive game plan like they had in the first eight innings of the Mets game, like they had against Scherzer where they where they had ten hits, like they had in game one of the series where they had seventeen hits, and it's like, thank God, you know, I mean, like that's that's what they that's what you can do to win baseball games and not always wait around for the beginning. Um, and what has frustrated me, honestly, more than anything, is like the games really go away from that for no reason. It's like, oh, you just didn't feel like playing today. You just wanted to get away and, and go do what you do. But overall, I do feel like they're playing good baseball. I, I do. Um, I thought the Scherzer game was important. The second game, they, car- they started Chris Sanchez. Uh, Girardi left Nick Nelson in too late. Yada, yada, yada. Pete Alonso hit two home runs. Um, any Pete Alonso success is is a is an awful day for, for me and everyone else out there. So um, I thought they played really well Monday night. Obviously, they pounded out 17 hits and, and won 9 nothing. Um, you know, Ranger was good. You know, Ranger... There was a, a spot in that third inning where I kind of felt like he was about to unravel a little bit. But actually, credit to our guy, JT, um, went out to the mound. And ever since he went out to the mound, Ranger got right on plane. You know, Ranger, when he gets off, is when he starts kind of falling off the mound to his to his glove side um, and not staying on plane. When Ranger's at his best, he's finishing at the hitter rather than falling off to the hitter, um, like especially a righty. So I thought he got, I thought he did a good job getting back on plane and grinding his way through six innings on, on Monday night. Um, and then I thought Nola, again, I thought Nola was really good on, on Tuesday. So, you know, if you want to, if you want for signs of hope, I guess, you know, I legitimately haven't felt this good about Aaron Nola since like the first couple starts 2019. Um, you know, I think he is way closer at this point to being back to the 2018, 2019 version than the guy that we've seen for the last season and a half. Um, you know, I, I know he got kind of bled to death and, and that game on Tuesday night, James might've been the most frustrating first five innings of a baseball game I've ever experienced in my entire life. It was just like, how is that falling in for a hit? How is are these balls not going out of the yard? How 
It was awful. Um, but legitimately, I don't think I've seen his fastball command be that good in a couple of years. You know, when when Nola's going right, it's it's dotting that fastball to the outside corner against righties. Because um, there's nothing that a right-handed hitter can really do with that pitch because it usually starts outside the strike zone and ends up there. Or when he's starting that two-seamer at a guy's you know hip or or shoulder and letting it run back. So the fact that he had that kind of command, you know, I had been wondering if they had changed the game plan with Nola the last couple of days or last couple of starts where they having that fastball start upper in the zone so you work the curveball off it. His last start on Tuesday night was was back to the Nola we had seen in, in the last couple of years. And that, to me, is four straight really, really good Aaron Nola starts. So you asked me where I'm at, and I'm, I'm sort of in a holding pattern. I feel good about how they're playing. Um, I thought they largely outplayed the Mets. I think the Mariners are a, a talented team, but they're definitely not great. A lot of one, 180 to 200 hitters in that lineup, so I'm glad they're going to work their way through that. Um, I'm sort of in a holding pattern. I don't think the, the sky is falling. I don't think they're playing amazing baseball, but I, I am I am trending towards they're playing good baseball, and as long as they keep up playing good, consistent baseball, they should be able to stay in this thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm kind of where you're at for the most part. Uh, I think, um, you know, obviously that loss is tough, and I do think that as a team they need to really learn how to win. It's something we've talked about so many times. You know, they definitely – certainly have not put it together, especially when you contrast them with a team like the Mets, who is also a team with a lot of new pieces and a lot of new parts. But, you know, with, with Scherzer and Lindor and Marte and, like, all these guys, it's it's clearly working, and they definitely have a, a real vibe about them, and, and they're showing they know how to win games. And I think they're for real, which is incredibly frustrating. And honestly, my, my concern in terms of this season is, is far more about the Mets being good and the hold the Phillies have dug themselves in the division than it is for the Phillies not being able to to figure it out and become a much better baseball team and be a playoff team. Look, there are three wild cards now. But um, I, I think um, I definitely – I saw how you tweeted, like, I think two times within, two times in ten minutes is, like, the most annoying baseball game of all time. Like, you were so frustrated. So I definitely felt you on that. And I, I, I agree with you on Nola. I think – you know, he really got kind of got killed with some dribblers in that game and seeing eye single type stuff. And obviously the Reese play at first, we'll get into the Girardi finally showing a false Jack Fritz. But, um, I, you know, I think, you know, that sh- clearly should have been out. I, clearly. I mean, I, I think that was such an absolutely horrendous call. I have no idea why you couldn't review it. It's such a weird situation, but I want to get to Girardi attack. But um, I'm generally with you, I, I think, on Nola for sure. I think in general you should feel good about the the pitching with this team. I mean the rotation has looked really good. I mean what you've got out of Gibby has been, you know, way more than you can ask for. Ranger seems to be figuring it out. Clearly his best start of the season, and like you said, worked out jams in the third and in the fifth. I think kind of got into the jam there and got out of that. Um, I thought he looked great, you know, for the most part comparatively. And Wheeler, obviously, he's going to be back tomorrow, which is great news off the COVID list. He had the, you know, a great outing the last outing, you know, was it seven and two-thirds shutout or whatever. So, you know, I I think, and Nola, like you said, I think, you know, Eflin's really the only one who hasn't looked great. And, uh, you know, the bullpen's been solid for the most part, obviously, a very conspicuous blow up in a particular spot, but for the most part, you know, they've been, they've been pretty solid. 
it's just the inconsistency of the offense, and it's funny, funny because they've shown they can mash and they can rake and what it can look like. Like if you look at and it, you should take a look. Uh, do yourself. I don't know if favor is the right word, but do yourself a, a solid as a as a baseball fan and look at like the the team numbers on like fan graphs or whatever, and go look and see. You know, you know, team OBP, team OPS, team WOBA, all that stuff. It's unbelievable how down offense is. We've joked about the dead ball era, but it, it's nuts. But the, the the thing that'll surprise you is that the Phillies are like top five to 10 in, in a lot of offensive categories, OPS, runs, all this stuff. And it certainly hasn't felt like that type of offense, but it's because they've had these massive, huge games. And then they've had a bunch of games where they don't score a run or they score one run. And and that inconsistency has been what's most frustrating. So I, I generally feel the same way as you. And and I think that that inconsistency will, will you know, correct itself over the course of the season as they get better. And, and you know, look, like we talked about, they're not all going to be hot at the same time. But I think they're going to get to a point where they at least bring it more on a night to night. Or they better get to a point where they bring it more on a night to night basis. And, you know, the, look, the doubleheader, I don't think anyone on the planet expected them to win the doubleheader. Winning that Scherzer game and not allowing a massive comeback, um, you know, Knable shutting it down was just, it was massive. It was the biggest win of the season, you know, as, as lame as that is. Um, all right, I want to, I mean, seriously, right? I mean, it was, and that's super lame, super lame. Um, but especially when you lose the next one, six one. Um, but they want a series here. They want a road series, like you said, against a solid team. They beat Logan Gilbert today. I mean, you know, they didn't hit a lot, but they beat Logan Gilbert. I mean, that dude's freaking nasty. So, you know, with Bailey Falter looking good, you know, Bailey Falter beat Logan Gilbert. Baseball's weird. Um, all right, I want to get to some specific guys, a bunch of them actually, and then I, I'm sure you had something to take back. But um, we joked before about it, but but honestly, you know, where you at on, on Schwerber? I, I mean, you know, it's very easy to say, hey, He's a, a, a street guy who's going to get high. If you look at his numbers from last year, he was at this time last year batting like 200, and he ended at 266 at the end of the season, and obviously a bunch of home runs in there too. But you know, it's it's a tough watch right now. You know, he is he looks pretty lost up there, and you know, over in the series in Seattle, a ton of K's. Where you at? Uh, I mean, I'm definitely frustrated. I I am uh, I'm a, a it's hard not to be annoyed and I like, cause he's a better offensive player than this. Um, I will say though, I think the, he's going to be one of those guys where you kind of have to separate the average from the production. Um, like he does lead the Phillies in home runs and RBI. And, and if you, if you went from, I believe April 18th on, um, he is about an 850 OPS. Uh, before this series, obviously this series freaking killed it. Um, and the thing is, is like, should not be in the leadoff spot. I mean, it, it's frustrating because they signed him to be in the leadoff spot, but it, it's just killing you. Um, and and especially late in games when teams will bring in a lefty reliever just so it'll be um, you get Schwarber out, then you have Boom, which is like you know he's batting over three hundred, but still, and then you have a lefty to to to, to face. Bryce. So, um, just from that standpoint, you got to drop him down. Um, and when you go to, uh, like his numbers, I mean, out of the six hole, he's batting three fourteen with a 1200 OPS and he has five home runs out of the six hole. Um, he has one homer out of the leadoff spot batting one twenty one. So he, 
He has 14 starts. Uh, he has 14 starts at the leadoff spot. He's batting 121 with a 207 slugging percentage. Um, in the six hole, he's batting 314 with an 800 slugging percentage mm. and a 1255 OPS. Mm. So um, the, it's just it's killing him. It, it, it's killing him. I, I don't know. Like I I I genuinely James. People ask me, like, what do you do with the leadoff spot? And I I have no answer because there's not a good answer on the roster. It was supposed to be Schwarber, but he's killing them, and he's been very productive lower in the lineup. Um, you know, do, do, do you just take the one out and say, here, there you go. Just take your one out, and we can move on to the second out and get this inning started. That's how I feel about where we're at with the leadoff position. I think the – position as a whole they're batting like 130 um for their whole the whole production there so what i would do i don't want to move segura because i think he's he's kind of found his little spot there in towards the bottom of the lineup and looks legitimately great and he also struggled from the leadoff spot but i would put bohm there i i think bohm has worked consistent at bats uh you know it, it seems like he can get to a 3-1 3-2 count when he wants um, he, he, it's not like he's been driving the ball out of the ballpark, but he is still putting the ball, uh, putting the bat on the baseball. He's he's batting over 300. So put the bat on the baseball, make hard contact, working a bat a little bit. I would put Bohm there for the time being and let everything else kind of work its way down. It, 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 this sounds like a very anti analytical and, and frankly, sort of a dumb idea, but what about just putting Roman there against lefties and worst case scenario is he lays a bunt down and tries to make something happen, and all of a sudden there's pressure on the defense. You know, like there's can just someone not... teach him to bunt? That would be cool. Right. I mean, he's batting <laughs> one out of threes in the Hall of Fame, according to to our manager. So I mean, it's unbelievable. I've never seen someone who who should have learned how to bunt uh, from the time he was a, a tiny little guy, learned how to bunt aggressively and competitively be such a horrendous to, I mean he bump I feel like he bump bunts out for a third strike like all the time. He's brutal. Yeah, but if you're looking for a guy that hey, if he if he can work a walk, he can he can get on second and third. Yeah, he's like, a game this, changer as soon as he gets on base. I, yeah, and, and, no and believe me like it's not like I want Roman to be a no, little bit. No, honestly, but, I'm not hating on the idea. I was just kind of joking about the bunt no, thing and like, not wondering I, why he has been able to learn how to bump better. Like it makes no sense. Yeah, and it's frustrating, but at least if you – it's it's almost like taking an automatic out and just putting it at the leadoff spot. But at least with that scenario, everyone else kind of stays in their positions that they've kind of gotten comfortable with. It lets Schwarber go down the lineup. It lengthens the whole thing. You know, it's not the – that, it's obviously not the best case scenario, but at least, at least it puts some pressure on on opposing defenses from the first pitch of the baseball game. So if they don't do that, I do like the idea of Bohm. I think he only did it once this year, um, and he did a good like a overall in the two hole. He's done a good job of consistently working batter or working pitchers and 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 making hard contact. So. You know, I guess we'll kind of throw our hands up in the air. Why don't they just Why don't they just throw a dart at a dartboard? I mean, that 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 would probably work. Yeah, I mean, it is it is astounding how bad, and it's certainly one of the reasons the offense is like consistency. It matters. I mean, honestly, the and they're not going to do it, and I'm not even saying they should do it. But by far, the best candidate for the leadoff spot in terms of just 
ability and skill set and all that is Bryce, obviously. You know, I don't, yeah, you know, I mean, he's right, cl- but no. like, if you just look at, uh, no, I agree, but you look at the line and say, all right, who's the best leadoff fitter in this lineup? And is Bryce by a mile? Like, you could almost make an argument that how bad the leadoff spot has been, whoever you put in the third hole, whether it's, you know, Cassianos or if you bring Schwarber up and put, put Schwarber up there somewhere or whatever, like that, you know, it couldn't be worse comparatively, com- you know, between the two spots, but. I agree. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. Harper, you know, let Harper stay where he's at. He's a he's a three hitter. I I'm fine with it. But it, I mean, there is no one. I agree with you, and it is a problem. I don't. I don't love the bowl idea. Candidly, like I don't hate it. I get it. I, I like him in the tool. I think he's done a nice job there. Like you said, at working at bats, he doesn't walk a ton. Like he's not like a huge walk. Like you know, like JT. I wish he walked more because you made that point a while back, and I think he was in the leadoff hole for like one game or two, maybe when they were kind of jumping people around. But he does make sense from the base running perspective, and he has been doing a nice job of getting the bat on the ball this year and all that. But he just doesn't work the at bat quite enough, and and you know walk enough. So um, I, uh, I I I don't know what the answer is i'm with you and maybe that maybe that's something you know you you get at the trade deadline you know we we think so much about pitching 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 and i'm sure reliever you know a a high-end guy or whatever who knows what we're going to want at the trade deadline but um if this team is in it and is competing you know maybe they they trade for a center fielder who's a more prototypical leadoff guy or someone who makes more sense there but um obviously you would think that if they're going to be in it they have to get better production out of that spot so um we'll see which, which we'll position see. is more cursed is it is it uh center field or the leadoff spot i mean sometimes they're one and the same so sometimes you know, they are i think it's center field i mean center field it's i mean <laughs> to come off last year what was it 091 for the april last year and then whatever it's been one something this april and then you know obviously a little bit better in may but um, I mean, it's especially when you add in the defensive side, considering the importance of the position. I mean, the the defensive talent that they, and then especially when you take into account the Bryce DHing thing and the you know severe lack of range that Castellanos and Schwerber have as your corner outfielders, and you know credit to those guys. Those guys have gone out there every day and really. Give it about Castellanos that dive and play the other night in Seattle. I was like, my dude, way to go! Oh, come on! Uh, like, great seriously, play. great play. Does does cat like? Doesn't he just look like a newborn deer every time? Oh, that... he, he's horrible out there. He is a disaster. <laughs> like there, he has no arm, and Schwarber has no arm. Like it's horrible. So you, I mean, you can make an argument that the most important defensive thing there, the most important thing this team needs, is a guy who could just. You know, Kiermaier it out there and say, all right, guys, I'll take two thirds of the outfield. Just cover your bleeping spot. All right. Like, don't, you don't have to move. I'll get the rest. Just, you know, like one of those guys. Um, and if they, if it could be a leadoff guy, that'd be cool too. But um, I, I think to, to go back to your question, I think center field, the, the, the bigger, yeah. more curse spot. And real quick, not to go back to, to seven to one um, again. What are you doing, we'll, dude? We moved they on. It will come up later. No, don't worry. It'll oh, come up later. I, I forgot we had top five, too. <laughs> we got to take back time. Should I just stop? We, we're never going to get to everything I have on my list at this point. No, just keep going. It's all right. Um, <laughs> but real quick, on seven to one, I felt like I was taking crazy pills. How did Odubel escape any criticism? Oh, yeah. Great point. 
great for not, like how does he not get to that ball it was up there forever it didn't even it hit the bottom of the wall which means that obviously you could have caught it before then and he wasn't even close to it he stinks he yeah, stinks well, yeah. as an outfielder he's a horrible outfielder he really is the one i remember what game it was but the one just drop he had where it just went off his glove was just i mean unconscionable that can't happen I can't believe he's still here. I really I, can't. I, honestly, I, I just, it, it breaks my soul every time I see him. It, it's it's just no fun. We talk, you know, it's our thing. Sports are supposed to be fun. Baseball is supposed to be fun. We choose to do this, you know, this sick thing. And I meant to make this point before when you're like, what, what did we do? You know, God, what did we do to deserve the last 11 years? What did we do to deserve everything that's happened since 1883? I mean, since 1883, they've had... You know, two prolonged stretches of success and then, you know, a couple off years. And, you know, I mean, it's 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 insane losing his franchise. Where'd they go from? Oh, was the, I don't have the stat. It was like 30 something years or whatever where they were under 500, I think. <laughs> it was something insane like that. It was something like they went from 19... 18 i don't 1918 maybe like the whiz kids or something like that yeah i'm pretty sure they went from 1918 to 1947 without making the playoffs or something yeah yeah i think and no i think it wasn't just that i think they were under 500 all those years too it's nuts i mean it's nuts so you know what do we do for all that so we choose to do this and you know it's not fun watching that dude play. It's not. It's just not. And I. And again, like it, we've made our points very clear. We don't. You know, the off field stuff bothers us, and we we hate it because of that. But even if you were to take that out, which we don't, but even if you were, it just sucks watching him play baseball. He's like such. A, even if that stuff never happened, he would be the most annoying player on the team because of the stuff we're talking about. Because of the dumb defensive plays, the dumb base running, the. Bat flipping a you know fly out like all it's just super annoying. He's so annoying. Yeah, and it's so funny because he's of course doing the classical double thing where it's like the first three weeks where he's back. It's like oh my god, he's batting three forty, and then now he's already back down to three hundred, and in about two weeks he'll be back down in the two forty. We know how this goes. We've seen this movie. We've seen this story already. We know it. We know the ending. Um, all right, a couple more things I want to get to, and then we'll get to your take bag and then your top five. Uh, which is I love that you've you've just added a top five to the podcast. I didn't do one today in all fairness. Oh, on the radio. Good. Well I'm happy. That's nice. <laughs> I'm very happy we get to, you know, make sure we've you know satiate well, about, satiate about- your need. Well, the thing about the top fives on the podcast is that they're they're like very our podcast. Yes. Like if I if I tried to do these on the radio, it'd be like Meltdown City, um, and like no one would understand what I'm talking about. So it's it's a different it's a different uh, I, brand, I guess. I I just like that you like found a way to maneuver it into the podcast. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, it's called content. Yeah. Um. All right. Um. I'm just gonna do two other things, and then we'll get to uh, we'll get to the your stuff. Then just two other quick ones. Uh, without like also quickly, let me just say because I'm I I have it on my list. And I'm just gonna say it very quickly. Um, we don't curse on this podcast. Bleep West Coast games. I don't care what you say, Jack. West Coast games suck. I'm so tired right now. I'm so tired. I was up till one in the morning, back to back nights. I didn't even make it to the end of the one last night. Like I made it to the end of the 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 nine nothing game 
And then last night I fell asleep in bed at the very end. And I was like, oh, God, did I, I fell asleep in the bottom of the ninth inning or the top of the ninth, excuse me. And, I, you know, it's too late. I'm too tired, Jack. So I, I, I will fight to the death that West Coast games suck. All right. Well, I don't. I it, it it truly, truly pains me to do this, but we got to call the fraud watch on you. Like, I mean, I mean. Oh, you absolute... stayed up for both, did you? All of both. Oh no, I I, I fell asleep okay. on the couch in the okay. ninth last yeah. night. So, yeah. but All I'm right. not. But I'm not a fraud. You are a fraud. Yeah. So, yeah. um, no. <laughs> so here's my official statement on on the the West Coast games. I like watching them because I don't watch much, much West Coast baseball, and I do genuinely believe that the real ones stay up for it. And frankly, if I could, I would. But what I've learned to love about the West Coast games is I can usually fall asleep in the seventh and then wake up for the ninth, which you don't get on most East Coast games. So I don't hate West Coast games. I don't share in your disdain because I do. I'm f- here's what, here's, I'll revise my statement. I'm fine with weekend West Coast games. Friday, well, and Friday we got, and Saturday. We got a weekend yeah. of games for love you, pal. Love it. Love it. Friday and Saturday night West Coast games, all in. Big fan. No complaints. During the week, I'm tired. All right? That's all I, I got to say. Listen, you, you got a lot going on. I will say I, I did stay up for most of Monday night after getting an hour and a half sleep on Monday morning. So it's, it's just about toughening it out um, at that point. And I don't want to be a hero, but I think that's a heroic performance watching a baseball game. Oh, yes. Um, we're, we're all very impressed with you. <laughs> Everyone is. Uh, but, yeah, my love of West Coast games is definitely soured as I've gotten Good. older. That, that's, that's all I want to hear. It'll, it, that won't change. It will only continue. Um, all right, two other things. Um, Rees, real quick. We can't talk this whole time without just mentioning, you know, uh, obviously – a disastrous start to the season the you know really the worst him and Schwarber is the biggest kind of struggle players you would look at in the lineup and had a had a yeah I mean it's what it is. had a great series had a great series in uh in Seattle three homers a homer in each game um you know the opposite field RBI single was nice you know kind of the uh the double the first night or whatever it was now that was the in the the Mets game you had the double on Sunday and you're like opposite field double all right that's you know starting to get going a little bit is Reeves back? Ah, uh, for now. I mean, <laughs> we've well, watched it's enough. always for now with him. Like, are we getting are we getting a twenty game stretch or something? Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. You know, it's funny. Like when Reese is going through it and being brutal, it's like he's sinking your team. But when he's hot, it's also like, okay, we can go win. We can rattle off like ten out of fourteen. Um, so yeah, he's just he's he's insane. And what's kind of been annoying so far for this season with Reese is that, you know, I I felt like last year I I know he had the over thirty five streak or whatever, um, but other than that, I felt like he was pretty consistent. I felt like we were finally like, all right, here you go. Like you're, you're putting it together. You're consistently thinking right center field gap and. And Reese was really productive until he got hurt last year. And so far through this season, it just hasn't been the case. Um, you know, that freaking Sunday Mets series, it's like first inning he came up with runners in second and third or whatever. And then later in the game, he came up with runners on first and second and just did nothing like weak pop-ups. So um, I was definitely frustrated with Reese. Um, 
you know, I feel like it, it's funny. Like, I feel like I'm tougher on the homegrown guys that aren't living up to the standards that we had set for them, um, which is kind of the blessing and the curse of being a home run, homegrown guy. Um, but so, yeah, it, it seems like he could definitely be going on one of those Reese Hoskins terrors. And frankly, James, like, he should have had three homers in just last night's game in general. I mean, like, he had three balls that were hit to the warning track. And they didn't get out until the one later. Or they had two balls at the warning track, and the one later got out. So that was good to see. Um, but yeah, it, and the beauty of this offense on paper, or how it was designed, is that it should allow for two guys to be hot at the same time, and a couple guys being not as hot. So right now we're going through the the Reese and Gene hot streak, and good. You know, they, you're going to need that, but there's so good. Much, yeah. There's so much depth in this lineup that, um, you know, when those guys cool off, then someone else should be able to step up and, and it, there shouldn't be really a down period for this offense. And that's, what's been so frustrating is like, it's like some guys will be hot, but then the other guys will just be so dead that it won't even matter. So, you know, you, you hope that the Reese gene, Hot streak continues here for a little bit heading into L.A., and, and we can get a, a, a good series out there. Yeah, it would be huge. And, you know, I, I think that's, you know, and, and you hope that the the valleys aren't so low all the time and the peaks are, are as high as they usually are. But, you know, this is just the guy he is. He's a, an, an incredibly streaky player, and, and when he's hot, he's hot. Let's hope he's hot. All right, uh, the other thing before we get to the take back last thing, I mentioned it before, we got to talk about it. I mean, Joe Girardi actually showing a pulse, and he was right. I mean, that was a horrendous call, and I don't know why he can't challenge it. I said it before, but, I mean, it was in his glove, and his foot's on the base. Like, that's the way the game works, right? Like, can you just always slap the ball out of the guy's glove if it's a bang-bang play? Should I be running with a hand and trying to slap it out? It was so dumb. Like, it was, what are we doing here? But outside of that, I don't really care about the call. Like, it is what it is. It's baseball. But, But Girardi... Um, usually I give you the chance to give the official statement first on, you know, your official statement on Joe Girardi actually not being dead, not being missing, not being, you know, somewhere else while uh, some mannequin of him was at the games. It was, he's actually alive at these games. There is a pulse. Um, here's my official statement. Um, I appreciated it in the moment. I appreciated knowing that he's actually watching the games and paying attention. That made me a little happy. I also don't care. And I still hate him. Jack, what's your statement? My official statement is that I really hope that he has a good seat next year for the Oscars. (laughs) And that I, I do hope that he does get rewarded for that performance. Um, (laughs) it, It really, it felt pretty, it felt pretty Oscars. Y. Um, it felt like he's like, Oh, I guess I got to get thrown out of this game. Uh, so yeah, listen, it was, it was a, a righteous gripe. I'm glad he went out there. Um, I would like to see more of it. Obviously I would like for him to, to act like he wants to be here, which is a, a big step up from, you know, what we've seen in, in, in uh, years, I guess past. Um, but he was right. Like, and <laughs> I don't know about you. I I genuinely love seeing managers get thrown out of games. Uh, I think it's, it's, been, a, it's, it's one of the most fun. It's great. It's great. I wish the ump had been more boisterous in his tossing. Uh, there's nothing. Well, hold on. I was going to say there's nothing better. 
uh, there's almost nothing better than an ump like you know doing the full on you know, you're out of here one of those like really get the the arm going and all that. The only thing that's better is like obviously a great you know uh, third strike call third strike call from the ump when the ump really is left does that whole thing and the body in it and like that that's sound. that's the best. But but I agree with you. Love a good manager toss. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, so all you dorks out there that want to have robot umpires and ruining that part of baseball for all of us real baseball fans, I just I, I counter with, well, what about managers getting thrown out of games? Because it truly is one of the most fun parts of, of being a baseball fan. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, it's go a, get them, Joe. It's a bad example in that they wouldn't have robot umpires at first. It would just be balls and strikes so that you might you might that, as well toss, put robot that toss still would have happened that toss still would have happened so i don't i don't care you're, you're missing my overall point <laughs> no, which is I'm that not. that the human element of baseball is what makes baseball oh, what so an great. original point i've never heard that that's that you're welcome okay. yep all right uh take back it up buddy jackie old school over here <laughs> yes you, I mean, you have pretty much stripped me of all of my old school ways. I'm trying. But I need, I'm trying. Who'd have thunk it? The 40 year old stripping the 28 year old. Yes. Um, my first take of the take bag is I, I, I find it sickening that Christian Yelich can have three career cycles and we are eh. still waiting for eh. someone to hit them for the cycle and eh. get David Bell officially erased from the Phillies yearbook. Uh, or, it, know, I, it, it's player. one of my favorite weird things of yours, how much you care about it. I, I, I know you hate David Bell and I appreciate how much you hate David Bell. And I appreciate that this is a cross that you bear that every time a player has, I don't know, a, a double, a homer, and a single, maybe even just a double and a homer, you start thinking, uh-oh, buddy, is this tonight? Is tonight the night it happens? I will say, here's here's the thing that I will say in your, to to try and uplift your spirits, because it's been a long time of, of having to bear this cross, um, this anti-David Bell cross. I think, that I, <laughs> so silly. I think, I think, I think Bryce Harper I think Bryce Harper. Dude, is stop the, jinxing it. Stop no, jinxing no, it. Please, I'm stop. not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. I'm going to say I think Bryce Harper is the best candidate we've had in a while for a guy who like has a good shot to do something like that. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Well, I got two thoughts. Bryce is definitely a good answer. Yeah. But I'm just going to call my shot here. Oh, buddy. I, I think Segura does it within the next week. I have a, I have a, I have a weird. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. You just told me not to jinx it. My dog, I'm right. And then you just, then said Gene's gonna do it in a week. All right, cool. I just want to like take that thirty seconds or so and just make sure it gets recapped immediately, like the moment it happens. All right, good. Really I'm just I'm just shooting my uh shooting my shot yes. in a in a way of like just in case. Um <laughs> by on, the way on I'm, the I'm record. Sh- on the record. By the way, I'm shocked that the, the the player that has the the weakest demeanor in the history of baseball to play for the Phillies is leading the baseball team that has seven wins on the season. That's not surprising. God, <laughs> David Bell is such a loser. 
I, I need that. I need it to be over. I need him to stop being remembered as the last player to hit for the cycle in the Phillies uniform. Like it, it happened in 2004. How has it been almost my entire life that like I was 10, you know, the, 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 the team hit for the cycle against doesn't even exist anymore. Do you know how annoying that is? I, I like, no, I, <laughs> I feel like it, but I, I absolutely know how annoying it is for you. Does that make sense? All right, moving on. I think. Um, Maybe. Oh, so, 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 first thing, uh, we're having our first high hopes event of the 2022 calendar, um, June 11th, out at the at Four Fingers Brewing Company. We're having like cornhole tournaments, it's like our grand reopening because we opened right before the pandemic, so we haven't been able to like fully kind of you know get out there. So. James and I will be there. The Phils play at 4.05 that day. I know that'll be hard for James to make on time, but I think he'll be a little bit later to it. Um, but, yeah, we'll be, we'll be hanging out there. First High Hopes event of the uh, of the season, and hopefully as we go along, we can start getting some some nights down at the ballpark. But if you want to come hang out and watch some Phils with us and play some cornhole and, and have a good time, then June 11th out at Four Fingers Brewing Company. Love it. Can't wait. I like, I literally can't wait. It's the best. Yeah. You were like, I texted you and I was expecting like kind of trepidation and you were like way too all in. Honestly. Oh, I was all in immediately. I didn't even check with Emily. I was just like, <laughs> yeah, we're good. All right. I probably should tell her I'm doing it. Yes. Um, the other thing in my, in my take back is like, why is Matt Veerling in a commercial for, and like endorsing any product have what? you seen the no you, no 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 what matt veerling you haven't seen the matt veerling car shield commercial no why well, stream i like, stream the games you know what i mean so i don't have cable so like i don't see the same commercial yeah but so. I, even when i stream it on like we stream on the same Is thing because so wow that's surprising normally when i stream i don't really get commercials i get like the um your stream will return or whatever oh yeah well even like even even when I stream my computer, I still get the Matt Veerling car shield commercial. Maybe I just haven't noticed it for some reason. I'm I'm not very observant when it comes to things like this, so it wouldn't be the most shocking thing ever. Either way, Matt Veerling has a car shield commercial, and I I can't I can't quite get over it. I mean, like Pete Alonso also endorses them, which shows how much of a dork he is. Um, I wouldn't endorse. I wouldn't buy anything that Pete Alonso endorses, but. It's just it's so funny because you watch the beginning of it and like it's like it's kind of like oh this is an actor trying to hit and then you see it's Matt Veerling and you're like well that's not a good sign. <laughs> no, that's a very very bad sign, my friend. So I need you. I the goal between this podcast and the next podcast we do is that I need you to see the Matt Veerling car shield commercial. Okay. It is, uh, it's it is done. Jarring. It's done. I've, I, I, I've, I consider that I've already watched it for all intents and purposes. Um, real quick, real quick, before we get off the David Bell conversation thing, um, j- just because I thought it'd be funny to check. Um, I just uh, found a, a, a page, MLB.com, that has like all the players for each team that have hit the cycle. So it has them, and it has them in chronological order on each team. So I can see like who the last player for each team was. And I just cycled through to see the years because you were like, why has it been this long in my life? You know, how could it go along? And you're actually mostly right. 
about this. Uh, most teams have had the cycle in the last like five years, like a vast majority of them as you go down. Um, the Phillies have had uh, the third longest drought, Jack, <sighs> since their last cycle. Now, but the, here's the wild part. The two teams that have longer ones are the Cubs and Royals, okay? And the Phillies have had it since, like we said, 2004 was last time. And that is the third longest. Ready for this? Take a guess when the last time the Cubs or the Royals had a, a cycle. Well, I mean, the fact that you're laying it out this yeah, way. Yeah, I probably went to. Yes, Jack. Yes. Well done. All right. So for the Royals, it's 1990 and the Cubs. Who was the player? Cubs 1993. How about that? Mark Grace with the cycle. Well, at least he's, at least he's a good Cub. Oh, and yeah. Get ready for this. Take a guess who the 1990 Royal is. It's a pretty George good Brett. Yeah, it's George Brett. So. And who was ours? David Bell. Yeah, that's 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 my point. Um, honestly, <laughs> I want you. I want you. To, I, this is this is a dead serious comment. It's the most painful drought in the Phillies organization <laughs> oh, right now. Oh my god! <laughs> Just keep next, next, whatever's next, whatever's next. Are we at the top five? Is it top five time? Oh man. <laughs> That's what take back is, man. That's a take right there. Two one five five nine. Yeah, that's a take. All right, buddy. That's a take. Yeah. Um, dude. <laughs> I know we say this like, I feel like every podcast at this point, but I keep writing it down in my take back, so it's something I clearly feel. Like, <laughs> Jose Alvarado innings are gonna be the death. Oh, of me, dude. they're tough. Like, I just I can't take like. Like for a lot of people, I feel like that's familiar innings, and I get it. I mean, like it is—it's a roller coaster. There is at no point I think that that, that Jose Alvarado inning is safe. Like, it's just so annoying to me how you have 101 with sink and slider at 92, and it's like just throw it down the middle, man. Like I, I don't know how to also explain it, but just throw it down the middle and see what happens. It's probably gonna work out better for you than it won't. The Alvarado, I, I just for my own personal health, I need him to not be a Philly after the year. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I I the zero zero argument with you. I have nothing to add. It's it's heart palpitations, it's horrendous. And look, Familia, I know that's the the legacy with Familia, but he hasn't been that bad with the Phillies. You know, there's been an inning or two like that, but he's been all right. I mean, he's certainly, I trust him more than Alvarado. That's for sure. So with you, pal. Yeah, definitely. Um, but, 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 oh, uh, real quick. Just, um, like, I think, I feel like there's this whole, oh my God, James Norwood's terrible thing. I don't know if I brought this up earlier. I, I know he didn't pitch well in the Mets game, but I, I, I feel pretty good about where we're at with James Norwood. I think he, I think they might have, have found something there. The Mets game was a disaster, but overall, I think he's going to be a pretty useful bullpen piece for this team going forward. Okay. You know how I feel about James is. So. I think he's good. Yeah. No, I think he's legitimately, I think people are a little too far down um, on Norwood. I'm never going to damn someone for one bad outing. Uh, yeah. And it was brutal, and I get that. But, um, all right, and my last thing I'll take back is I, I, I want to put out an, an official statement on the Mets. Um, so it's just, it's so, I feel so great for Mets fans. I really do. You know, like it, it, nothing's going to go wrong this year for that <laughs> baseball team. There you go. It, it's, 
it's I like, truly. I like go- what you're doing here. It's truly going to be 162 of of pure bliss, Love and then. And for a franchise that has, it's just been riding so high for so long. Like there's been so much success with the Mets organization. There, there definitely hasn't been a hashtag for the last decade of LOL Mets. Um, you know, I, it, I feel good that that fan base is, is, is truly, it's, it's getting put all together this year. Nothing's going to go wrong for them. And, and they truly, truly deserve it. And, and frankly, as Pedro Martinez once said, I'm here to call the Mets my daddy and um it's over. Like they they are one hundred percent winning the division and, and, and frankly, James, they might win it by ten plus games with, with the way this entire season's going. So um, you know, it, it good for the Mets. I'm so proud of them and I, I truly look forward to them hoisting the division trophy at the end of this year. All right. I like what you did. I like the attempt. I thought the execution was like a B, a B plus. Couple things in there I would have done differently. I don't want to get into it too much because I don't want to mess with the the whole thing. But I on the whole, you know, thumbs up for what you're doing. Um I echo it. Um I do have one fear. Um there was a statement in there about, you know, games and divisions that, you know, rang a little true. And that was a little concerning, but I, I like what you did there. All right. Um, well, frankly, I'm I'm not sure what you're talking about. Um, okay. That was just genuinely how I how okay, I feel good, about this good, best thing. Good, good. Yeah. All right. Uh, top five. <laughs> All right. The top five worst sports things that have ever happened to me. Oh my <laughs> goodness! Oh my goodness! This is this is this. I, I <laughs> this might be the most like fritzy thing that you've ever done. Okay, go ahead. I'm ready. I'm I'm in, right. I'm in the right headspace. All right, yeah, lock in. Lock yeah, in. that's yeah. Enough, I'm, I'm totally locked. Enough sneezing. Um, I did sneeze nope. a lot of times. <laughs> It was really nuts. All right. This is my legitimate top five rankings. Number five, I know this will be higher for most people, but for number five is is the Rondé Barber interception. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, Oh, yeah. I was in Lake Tahoe watching it in uh, our hotel room that we had, and it was the first time I experienced heartbreak in my entire life, and my parents didn't know why I was so upset. And at that point, they probably realized that it was going to be a lifelong of sports fandom um, by their only child, me. Yeah, uh, what a what a tough night that must have been. Um, yes. Yeah, I'm with you. That's that would be that would probably be as we, as you mentioned higher on my list for sure. Okay, well maybe this would not be higher than the Rondé Barber pick for you, but. Number four is where I have last Thursday night. The Phillies blowing wow. a seven-run lead. Wow, you just you put that <laughs> game over an NFC championship game, Jack. Dude, it was 7-1. I, l- I like, love it. I, I, you do you, buddy. That's very you. I mean, it's, I w- it's, I wasn't even, it's I w- asinine. I mean, it's asinine. I, w- I mean, asinine. But yeah, you do you. I wasn't even I, – I swear to God, James – I didn't turn the game on until the J.D. Davis. Like, like, I was watching, and I checked out, and then I got the notification on my phone that Lindor homered, and I was like, okay, I guess I got to watch the ninth. And, and it was just the most slow death 
thing I've I've seen in my in my Phil's fandom. Um, number three, and ultimately it's not. It ended up not being a big deal, but I'm just thinking in the moment how I felt. The the Friday night that I got the notification on my phone that Joel Embiid broke his foot for the second time was like one of the lower points face, of my face. No, 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 no. This was this is this is back before. Oh, you oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. Could the, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the yeah. moment, in the moment, too much. All right, God. Yes, of course. Yeah, in the moment when he broke his yes, foot for the second God, time, God. and it was like he's gonna miss his entire second year as well. Um, and we wouldn't see the greatness of Joel Embiid until his third year in the league. Um, it was a, it was a one of the worst sports things that that has ever happened wow. to me. I was genuinely despondent for a long time. Okay, I could see that. I, you know, I, I, I could see that. It was brutal. It was just brutal. Yeah. Um, the second worst sports thing that has ever happened to me is obviously Nick Foles winning the Super Bowl. Oh my! Um, God. I, 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 <laughs> I honestly almost said "f you." I li- like it. W- I went. If people go back and listen, maybe you can hear me go. Because <laughs> I was about to say that to you. Like, <laughs> no, 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 it's not happening. It will not allow this on this podcast. No. Enough. Uh, Nick Foles is a hero. He's a hero. Sure, I guess. I don't know. He's not when you were when you were doing the whole like um, I'm asking questions to the man upstairs before I thought you're talking about Nick Foles. That's what I thought you're talking about. The man who who, <laughs> yep. who, who, who is above yep. us all is the is the goat of everything. Okay. Yep. 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 Yeah. Nicky backbattler. Nick um, Nicky played the two greatest games in the history of the franchise in the in the two biggest games. I don't know, Biggie. Go by ahead. the way, speaking Out-dueled of the Eagles, the Eagles. goat, the greatest ever do it. Outdueled him in a Super Bowl. Oh, oh, did he? I hadn't heard that before. That's crazy. Um so speaking Why are we of the still talking, what is happening now? Speaking of the Eagles. Uh, you, you said you're I could get to bed early tonight. I'm so tired. Look at what we're doing here. Yeah, we're just doing we're just doing our podcast. That's yeah. what we do, pal. Um, speaking of the Eagles, uh, if you want to listen to some more of our Eagles takes, you can listen to James oh, on Saturday. Yes, at Parks. Check us out one to three, or come say hi. We'll be at Parks. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll I'll lose another bet, which will be delightful. Um, and the number one single worst sports thing that has ever happened to me, I don't I genuinely don't think it'll ever be surpassed in my entire life. Well, let me guess. Might. Let me guess. Let me guess. Is it Wentz's torn ACL? No, it's not. Okay. It's, it's, it's I game thought... five and two. It's game five of 2011. Oh yeah. That's a great one. That's, yeah, a, that's, that's... a good one. I mean, you, you, the, the whole list was invalidated as soon as you did your Foles thing. Like it's <laughs> should be, you should be taken out back and, and made an example of for that. I mean, Wow. Wow. Mm. We truly have reached an hour and six minutes into this podcast. What a heresy. Heresy to say. I mean, the greatest night of our lives, Jack. Well, it was, I would say it's the third best night of my life. Yeah, it was up there for me, man. It was, uh, like, very high on the list. Um, Well, it would go for me. It would go Super Bowl. Pavetta's perfect game. Yeah, yeah. See, I I, I smell another top five coming. That's what I smell. (laughs) <laughs> um but hey um that's the top five at five love it. or at 10 30. yeah not at five <laughs> uh, not even close all right um 
What did I have? I've, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm like yeah. loopy right now. In. I'm loopy right. I was gonna talk to you about that Tom House tweet, but I'm gonna save that for next time. I'm gonna tease it for next time. Yeah, I'm sorry. Dude, the, we don't need right, to get into the Tom House tweet. Right my now. final thought. Do you have a final thought? Because my final thought is actually a question for you. If you want to. Okay. Do- well, my final thought is just look like you belong on the same field yes, as the Dodgers. Great. Yes. That, honestly, yes. Yes. Don't don't make us come out of this and say, oh, they're playing a different sport than we are. Yeah, and as long as we don't get a Hector meltdown like 2017, I'll, I'll be pretty happy. Okay. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, that that's a, a, a low bar, but yes. All right. Uh, here's my final thought, and it's a question for you because I've, I've thought about this a lot, and I, I never – I always forget to ask you, and I actually put it in my notes. When I saw your tweet, feels like a loss again. Um, does it get tired – having to like do the feels like a lost thing and like the other like twitter bits where you almost feel like you have to tweet at certain points like everyone like like it's your thing like you've got to be the guy who like in a certain type of game at a certain type of time has to be like feels like a loss you gotta get that tweet out like is that does that like i just feel it's gotta be so tiring you know me not mr twitter it's like man you really commit and i appreciate it but it, i feel like it's gotta be tiring well <laughs> all right <laughs> so, so here's the thing this is the one hour and eight minute moment of the podcast right here um so i definitely am tired <laughs> it's just like it's just like it i'm battling because there's been so many new people that have followed me <laughs> that just don't get it and it makes me i don't have time to go back and and re- and reply to everyone that it's just a joke. I'm trying to help the Phillies win a baseball game because they're all just like, ah, you idiot. This didn't age well. Um, but I feel like I have to do it because when I do tweet it, James, like it does feel like a loss. Like genuinely today I felt like, I was like they're obviously blowing this game. Um, so, yeah, it, it is definitely becoming tired. And it's one of those things where I have to just – hold up i guess the the weight of the fan base on on my shoulders because if i don't like i just i think it i think it hurts the phillies more than it than it helps them. um so i just i have to do it i have to sacrifice my own brand i gotta be called a clown i gotta go through all this just to ensure that my team can win a ball game um you know, <laughs> I do try to work other things in, like when they have runners of second and third, less than one out or one out on. And I'll say like, "Oh, no shot they score here." Yeah, I've seen in, it, in buddy. That, oh, I've seen it. Oh, I, so, I, I see all your things that you do. I am, I am trying though. I am trying to turn it around, and I've been consistently trying to tweet more like they're winning tonight, hoping that like I can start a new trend of Look not being emotional. Well, have you ever thought a- about just not tweeting about those specific things? And yeah, j- but here's the thing is that <laughs> I've kind of like I don't even know why I've, I asked the question. I'm like putting my head down the microphone while you talk. God, I'm so tired. Well, I want people like, I I want people to know that I'm living and dying the games just like they like just like everyone else. Like I just I'm I'm with them. We're we're going through this together. So um, now the bits are tough. Um, it's funny because the funniest part I will say about the bits is not the not the 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 people in my mentions who don't get it. The funniest is like I've been doing more more national stuff recently, and like those guys that I do shows with will follow me, and they're just so confused 
as to like what is going on. Like they they keep tweeting me like this is a roller coaster. Like what is going on? Like because it's it's just it's just it's it's a different different kind of thing. So um, I will say it's definitely a burden, but it's one that I welcome, and I guess I have to continue doing it. Um, but yeah, there's a lot. I'm excited to figure out what my new bit's going to be, and I hope it's willing this team to a 90-plus win. Yeah, all right. So there's no better way to end this epic mammoth podcast than with you somehow in, again, a 10-second span saying that the burden of wins and losses for the Philadelphia (laughs) Phillies is on your shoulders. Yes, you said that. While also uh, somehow in there, somehow uh, throwing in a humble brag about being a national broadcaster. So I thought that was a really special, special way to end. I really think it was perfect. So thank By you. By the way, real quick on my national success. <laughs> can and, I go to bed? Ascension, can, I go to, can I go to bed? Go. What do you got? And my, what do you got? And my, and my ascension <laughs> to superstar. What do you got? Um, is that if you thought if you thought my Phillies takes were bad, if you want to listen to <laughs> me talk about, dude, like you want to talk about being a mush, James? Like you know how much of a mush I am for the Phillies, and I'm trying to use my powers for good. I have a national gambling show, and oh, I am working. I was working my way through a zero for twenty seven streak, um, with same game bar. Wow. So it's okay, you know. Hey, all it takes is one. I love it, buddy. I love it. Great job tonight. I think you really were. You you brought it tonight. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. I wish I I was gonna say I'm going to bed, but I have to edit and post this podcast, so I will not be going to bed. But oh, I'll, that's cute. Guess I'll, what? I'm gonna go to bed. I hate you. <laughs> All right. Uh, this was fun. We'll be. Hold on. I got one final thought. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> we just. We'll be back. Follow the analytics. Whatever they say, we'll be back. We'll be back. He's Hold on. <laughs> no. I almost cursed again. I almost said it again. I might just bleep it out. I might just say fuck you and I'm bleeping it out. There we go. He's Fritz himself. Oh God, he's Fritz and Seltzer's like.